Welcome, welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1, featuring Bay Area Sports Insight. Now, here's your host, Jimmy B. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show. You are in the gymnasium. I'm your host, Jim Barron. Today is Saturday, May the 21st, and of course, we're talking about the NHL playoff hockey, more specifically, the Tampa Bay Lightning. What a great three games we've had. We're going to break that down, talk some PGA golf with the championship. What's in store for Tiger and Phil and everyone else? The number here, 877-448-7901. Go to sports at Power901 to weigh in on the email. We'll be right back on Power90.1. Two diamonds, same size, shape, and grade. One is earth-grown, the other is laboratory-grown, conflict-free, and at a fraction of the cost of a mined diamond. Fine quality laboratory-grown diamonds are now available at Macaulay Fine Jewelry in Brandon. Macaulay Fine Jewelry will feature these incredible diamonds at our laboratory-grown diamond event, pre-sale May 17th through the 21st, and the event will be May 24th through the 27th. Stop by our showroom at the corner of Oakfield and Kings Avenue in the heart of Brandon. Macaulay Fine Jewelry. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. You are in the gymnasium. How about the lightning? I'll tell you what. We took care of Game 7 up in Toronto last week, came back, and were able to go down to Sunrise and the high-flying Panthers offense We've held them to two goals in two games. Vasilevsky has done a great job, as always, in the net. But if you watch this game, uh, the game on Thursday night, as well as the game on Tuesday night, you're going to see what the Lightning are doing, what their strategy is to go out and win these games, the playoff games. As you know, we don't have the services of Braden Point uh, with an injury, a lower body injury. Not quite sure to what extent. They don't really say, but nonetheless, we have not had him for the first two games of the series. So what does that do for us? We slow things down. Um, we make sure that we're really locking the other team down on defense. Um, their power play, the Panthers' power play, they've been 0 for 25. Lightning on Thursday night were 4 for 4 on the penalty kill. They're really doing a great job in that aspect. But what really stands out, in my opinion, watching these games is the way that everybody on that team, next person up, now whether you're talking about um, Perry or um, McDonough, whomever it might be, um, they're standing in front of uh, shots, Stamkos, playing like a rookie. Now, here's a guy that... You know, he had to get taken to the locker room at least two times, if not three, in Thursday night's game uh, from simply diving in front of pucks that are being shot, trying to block the shot. So uh, he was taking shots off of his shin, you know, off of his hand. This guy has nothing else to prove. I mean, he has two cups. He's playing like a champion. Um, 
you know, great leader. Hats off to Stamkos. I know sometimes he gets some grief for not going out there and maybe uh, scoring some more goals in some situations, but he is really up there, in my opinion, with the likes of Iserman, Messier, Sackage, if you will. Um, he's someone that goes out there and he's the perfect captain. And the way he's wearing that C on his uh, jersey is really something to uh, watch in these playoffs. Whether it's him, like I said, whether it's uh, McDonough, whether it's Perry, whether it's Hedman, whether it's Ross Colton. Did you see that shot that he had Thursday night with 3.8 seconds to go in the game? <laughs> First of all, let me backtrack a little bit. Did you see the pass from Kucherov that allowed Colton to have the shot? Kucherov, he's a magician. He's someone that has eyes in the back of his head, and he's able to make plays when he wants to, like no one else that I've seen in a long time on the ice. This was a pass, a no-look pass behind his back that he was able to get to Colton in front of the net, and Colton, you know, he took it to the upper tier. He went roof with it. The puck was rolling on its side. And Colton was able to, you know, put it right on the tape and and knock it in the net for a, a two to one lead, and ultimately the the winning shot, of course, with three seconds to go in the game. But the pass that Kucherov made, if you haven't seen it yet, you need to, you know, find it somewhere and watch it because it was definitely a classic. The heart, the guts, the way these players are sacrificing their bodies. They're showing you what it takes to be a champion. They're playing with the heart of a champion right now, getting in front of uh, defensive plays. Um, they're helping Vasilevsky do what he does best. Uh, like I said, when your captain's doing it, everyone else seems to follow the lead once you're doing that. Look at Perry. People are saying, ah, oh, he's done. You know, he's won an Olympic gold medal, Stanley Cups, 36 years old, and he's out there doing the same thing. So we're finding different ways to win. And that's what championship teams do. Sometimes you go out there and you score goals and you just outscore your opponent. Other times you go out there and you find a strategy that maybe you have to slow the other team down, not worry about putting the puck in the net as much as you have to worry about keeping the other team from putting the puck in the net. So like I mentioned earlier, the Panthers are 0 for 25 in power plays. The Bolts were able to be 4 for 4 on penalty kills on Thursday night. And Vasilevsky between the pipes, he has given up only three goals in the last three games. After game six against um, Toronto, uh, he just went into a different gear and he's out there doing whatever he has to do to make sure that he carries this team. And I'll tell you what, Brandon Hagel is someone else. You talk about Hagel, you talk about Colton. Hagel took a shot in the um, off the instep in the game. And, you know, he had to be escorted down the tunnel into the locker room as well. He came back. Obviously, they didn't take off his shoe because once that happens, uh, he's not going to be able to come back in. But all of these guys in the postseason, they seem to step up in different ways and enable this team to continue the run that they've had in their quest for a 3 P, They step up, they meet the moment. I'll tell you about Colton. Uh, he's got five goals 
so far in the postseason. He's leading this team in goals. He happens to be playing, in my opinion, a lot like uh, Brandon Point plays. Uh, Brandon Point. So he's taken over those huge shoes to fill, and he's doing a great job. He seems to be in the right spot at the right time, more times than not, very similar to the way Point is when he's out there. So uh, whether it's the no-look pass from Kucherov, turning up the defense when they have to, um, whether it's just not tying them down, we get aggressive when we have to, we step up. And again, it's a new blueprint to win. We've won the last two cups by being able to go out there and win a certain way. Now we have to go out there and win in a different way and to, to the credit of, of Cooper and, and the coaching staff, we're finding a way to do that. And I think it's really um, been amazing so far. It's putting the Panthers in a must-win game tomorrow. Uh, the game was supposed to be tonight, but because of the um, Kane Brown concert, it was uh, rescheduled. So they're playing back-to-back games on uh, tomorrow and then again on Monday, which I'm not really crazy about, to tell you the truth. I think that the extra day off between Thursday and uh, tomorrow's game will help the Lightning uh, get some much-needed rest. But I'm not really crazy about playing back-to-back games, especially the way that it's been you know, so physical in the first two games. I mean, there were times that we were down to nine forwards at one point, the way that everyone was blocking shots in the games on, on Tuesday and Thursday. So we'd love to hear your thoughts, 877-448-7901. You can go to jimmybsports.com and shoot me an email. Let me know what you think about the way that the Lightning are playing. And, you know, if you're Cooper, what do you change, if anything? What's your message to the team? I, I love the one comment that he had when they asked him after the game, were you surprised the way that Kucherov made that pass to Colton at the end and the way they scored to win the game with 3.8 seconds to go? And he simply said, well, no. I was surprised, however, that it didn't happen sooner in the game. So he seems to say the right things to this team, and he has them on the right path. And the leadership, I'll go back to that. What wins Stanley Cups are a very hot goaltender and great team defense. And so far, the last three games, last four games, the Bolts have stepped up their defense on that end of the ice. And when you do that, a lot of times your offense follows and you do get some shots that you typically wouldn't get by putting the pressure on the defensive end. So go to JimmyBSports.com, shoot me an email, and we'll be right back to keep the show going on Power 90.1. The Property Shop, your one-stop shop for all of your real estate needs. Looking for homes for sale or rent in the Tampa market? Text HOMES to 71441. That's HOMES to 71441. The Property Shop is a full-service realty and management company with a team of partners to give you that extra peace of mind. The Property Shop is truly your one-stop shop, providing stellar service in all areas of realty. And right now, new home buyers will receive a one-year home protection warranty for that extra peace of mind on your next big purchase. More info online at The Property shopusa.com or 813-655-5000 now now back to the show back to the jimmy b sports show on power 90.1 
Welcome back, sports fans. Before we talk about some golf, I want to bring up the Rays. The Rays are um, playing up in Baltimore this weekend. Uh, they're playing some pretty decent ball. It depends on you know what day you're looking at them. They're 5-5 five and five in their last 10 games. Took two out of three from uh, Toronto. Then we took two out of three from Detroit. So, like we've mentioned many times uh, on this show in the past, the whole idea is to be able to win a series. Whatever series you're in, go into that series with the mindset. We want to take two out of three. We want to take three out of four, whatever it might be. And if you can do that enough times during the season, um, you're going to end up being okay and making the playoffs, which is obviously uh, the goal of of all the teams right now at this point of the season. As far as some individual stats go, um, if you look at Franco right now, uh, he's batting 272. Yandy Diaz, 287, leading the team. Brendan Lau, five home runs so far. Margot, 21 RBIs. Uh, so, Franco leading the team with, with 40 hits. We're doing what we need to do in certain situations. It's a little early in the season as well to be able to uh, look into it too much. I think it's just a matter of us getting comfortable with a lineup, but that's really hard to do because Cash really um, juggles the lineup more than anybody else in Major League Baseball. That's good in some ways because it makes you be ready to play as a player. You never know um, when you're going to be asked to start in the game and what you might be batting in the batting order and that lineup for that specific day or night game. So it keeps you on your toes, but it does sometimes affect uh, the continuity of a team, maybe. Uh, saying that, it's been working for us, so uh, you can't look into it too deep. Uh, I do think they'll be able to have a good weekend against Baltimore. We're five games back right now of the Yankees. We're in second division, uh, second place in the division, and I believe we're three games ahead of um, uh uh, Toronto at this point. So with a good weekend, and hopefully the Yankees can uh, maybe stumble a little bit, might be able to pick up a little bit of ground. So switching over to golf, as you know, it's the PGA Championship uh, out in Tulsa, Oklahoma. <coughs> Excuse me. And the big talk this week were uh, two things going into um, the four days. Number one, of course, Tiger's playing, so all eyes are on him. What's his status going to be? How is his knee or leg or ankle holding up after that horrific accident a little over a year ago? Uh, coming into the tournament, he said all signs were go. He looked okay and was excited to uh, be playing. The other story was Phil Mickelson, who at last year, he won the PGA Championship. He was the oldest person to uh, ever win a major at 50 years old. And the story this week is that he's not playing. So I was going to talk about Phil first at this point. I, I think that when you talk about Mickelson, is more of it what's going on with off the course uh, proceedings. When I say that, I'm talking about the LIV tour. Um, this. Uh, people are still commenting on his comments from um, a couple months ago regarding the startup of that tour and um, what it means to the PGA and 
of what it doesn't mean to the PGA, what they're doing right, what they're doing wrong in his opinion. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. Um, I think at this point, the consensus on the tour is that I don't think there's a lot of people that are going to miss him playing this week. Uh, it's always good to have Lefty out there. He's one of the best golfers of all times. Don't forget, this guy's won six majors. Um, there's not a lot of people that have won more majors than he has. I mean, uh, I know he's tied with Faldo and Trevino with six of them. So uh, he's got some some trophies on his mantle. And I think that when you start talking about number of um, number of championships, number of um, wins, you have someone like Jack, Tiger, and um, Walter Hagen are the only three that that have more uh, wins in, in, in the championships. Now, whether it's the Open, the Masters, or whatever the major championships are, only those those three have a double-digit win. So Phil's not that far, far off. Now, saying that, with all the speculation as to why he's not playing and if someone out there has heard why he's not playing please let me know shoot me um, shoot me an email or give me a call at 877-448-7901 because I seriously do not know why he is not playing I can speculate like everyone else I can speculate that maybe he doesn't want all the attention maybe he doesn't want all the questions maybe he doesn't want to be put on the spot and ask him what his role will be, if any, if he goes over and plays uh, in that Saudi tour, uh, if that's what his plans are. Maybe he doesn't want to answer what's going on with the PGA. According to the PGA, they said he's able to play this week without any problem and that they uh, supposedly missed the fact that he's not playing and you know, all, all that happy stuff. So you now, is it because he's avoiding all the... The questions doesn't want to be in the spotlight in that manner, or is it because maybe he's not ready to play? Uh, people, I think, sometimes glean over the fact that he hasn't played in a while, and if you're not in golf-ready shape, playing some tournaments and being out there in the mix, you really can't walk onto a course like Southern Oaks in Oklahoma and uh, play in a major championship without any rounds under your belt. Now, maybe he's playing at his local course or um, getting some rounds in somewhere else that, you know, not really know about. But with that said, he's not out there playing and I don't think he's ready to play. So my take is twofold. Number one, um, I think that Phil is missed whenever he's not playing. He's, number one, um, that good of a player. And when he's not playing, I think that there's a, there's a gap, that there's a hiatus with his talent. And he's also a fan favorite. If you look at the fans when he's out there, the galleries, the following are tremendous. I mean, maybe only second to Tiger. And, you know, sometimes that's, that's really a close second. So I think that with him not playing, it raises some speculation as to his future 
playing anywhere for that matter, but especially on, on U.S. soil. So we're going to come and find out shortly, I'm sure. You know, they asked Tiger um, how he felt about Mickelson not being here. And, of course, Tiger said all the right things, handled the question well. He didn't really pile on and just said it was unfortunate that uh, he's not here. And... Um, you know, just took it from there. So we'll see what happens with Mickelson. As far as the championship itself, uh, if you look at what's going on the first couple days, I'll stick with Tiger for a second. Um, he went out there and he was plus four after the first round. He came out, he was actually, I think, minus two at one point. Came out, got an, an opening hole birdie to go one under. And, you know, he was paired with... Uh, Spieth and McElroy, which was actually fun to see some of the camaraderie out there. I think over the years, Tiger has become more of a, um, a friendlier, if you will, uh, peer friendly, maybe not so much fan friendly, but uh, a little bit more of a uh, light, lighter demeanor on the course, whether they're waiting to tee off, having some uh, sandwich or whatever, and kidding around with, with McElroy and, and Speed. But um, he did shoot a plus four. In the second nine yesterday, it was apparent that his injuries were starting to act up. Now, was it his leg? A afterwards, what he said was that he couldn't load up on that right side. Of course, you remember that accident, which um, pretty much decimated his whole right leg. And it's amazing he's able to, you know, walk, let alone be out there playing. So, watching him play the last uh, nine holes on, on Thursday was kind of hard to see. Uh, you know, he was in some pain and he gutted it out and a plus four. And, um, you know, through most of the round and the second round yesterday, uh, he was pretty much back and forth and pretty much uh, even for the day where he was. So the question is this, whether he, not, whether he makes the cut or not is pretty much irrelevant whether he plays this weekend. Honestly, I, I was hoping that he did not make the cut because I think he's doing more harm to his body at this point than not. I think it's more important for him to be able to play some rounds of golf with his son, Sammy, later on, a couple of years from now, than being out here on the tour trying to prove something to someone, whether it's his fans, whether it's to himself, which knowing him, it, it probably is more to himself. But, you know, irregardless of whatever the reason is that he's out there, I really don't think it's necessary. His legacy isn't going to be able to be um, tarnished if he walked away gracefully from the game right now. If he stays out there and continues to play and struggle through, he'll walk away anyway if that's what all he's able to do. Because if he's not winning, he won't continue playing. That's just not in his um, genetical makeup. So he'll just walk away from it. But it it's, it's not fun to see him go out there and, you know, I saw him hit some shots. He shanked one of them. He hit a, um, a screamer down the fairway that usually is two iron, goes about 270. He miss, he miss hit that. Um, so obviously he wasn't himself. The bunker play 
um, and not being able to put weight on that right side really messes things up. And then walking that course, you know, you talk about a lot of undulations on, on this golf course. So for him to be out there walking, when you have a knee issue, it's going to affect your back. And don't forget, he's had multiple surgeries on his back. So his back is, you know, diminished Anyway, so he's really just you know, adding insult to injury. And if he goes out there and plays once or twice a year going forward, if he's able to, that's fine. But I really don't expect to see him playing all that, all that much longer. With all that said, you know, Justin Thomas uh, had a great round the first two days. Two great rounds. He's minus six right now. And he's two shots behind Zalatoris and Perea. They're both at minus eight. Rory's right there at minus four. Four, so is answer at minus four. So I think that you know some of these top golfers in the world they kind of get overlooked when you're talking about um, Phil and you're talking about Tiger. So it should be interesting uh, what happens this weekend. Uh, I look forward to come down to the wire, and I think that if um, Justin Thomas is able to make some putts, which uh, he's been a little bit off. He hit some yesterday, but for the most part, if his short game comes along and he can stay where he is, I look for him to go ahead and probably come out ahead. We'd love to hear your thoughts. 877-448-7901. Sports at Power at 901 is the email. Let me know. We'll be right back. You are in the gymnasium on Power 90.1. Do you love driving, but you hate your expensive car payment? Open Road Lending can reduce your current car payment by as much as $100 a month or more. Yes, it's easy to refinance your current car payment and save up to $100 a month. Could you use an extra $100 a month? Then make this call to Open Road Lending today to learn how you can lower your current car payment. It's easy, only takes a few minutes, and there's no cost or obligation to apply and get approved. You can do it all from the comfort of your home. Call today and see how much you can save. Call 800-871-9417. 800-871-9417. That's 800-871-9417. Call now. 800-871-9417. Terms and conditions apply. Financing is available with approved credit. See openroadlending.com for details. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. The name, image, and likeness animal is rearing its ugly head again this week. This time in a uh, spat between Jimbo Fisher and Nick Saban to the top college football coaches today um both of them are in the sec and you know with the nil there are a lot of coaches walking away uh, more so on the basketball side right now but i i think there'll be some football coaches as well being fed up with everything and there's going to be some adjustments that need to be made because if not you're going to have more and more of these situations and it's going to get uglier and uglier each each month as we get closer to the football season starting back up uh if you listen this week 
uh, Jimbo Fisher and and Nick Saban. Um, Fisher's told Saban that you know some people think that they're God. That was a quote. That was because Saban said that Texas A and M had you know bought their entire class with the NIL money that were being paid out to their players. So it, it got a little bit contentious this past week, and you know you have two. Two high-rated coaches right there, no doubt. But um, when it comes to some of the comments that are being made, then you get people like Deion Sanders stepping in. Of course, he's at Jackson State saying, uh, you know, of course, he's going to always have something to say. Now, he's, he's someone who doesn't do anything for free, but yet he'll go out there and, and make some comments about um, some race Comments that uh, I'm not going to get into, but you know, I think that when you get down to everything right now, the coaches are saying what's on their mind. A lot of the coaches, especially the old school coaches, are not happy with the fact that you have outside sources interfering with their players, whether it be through these contracts, these NIL uh, contracts that are being put out there. It has to be a distraction to a coach and the team when this happens. Now, has it happened? Has it been going on? Yes, but it's been under a different format. Boosters, boosters love giving money to players. I'll say it again. Boosters love giving money directly to the players. They don't want to give it to the teams or the institutions. They want to go out and, you know, be seen with the players, go out there, maybe have dinner with them and and all that kind of thing. And that's what makes the boosters feel good. It's been going on for a long time. It just hasn't started. There's been a code, uh, if you will, the honor amongst thieves code, if you want to say something like that. And it's been prevalent for years. So for them to go out there now and hide that and cloak it under the NIL is really causing some issues and you know ever since the Supreme Court made the decision that they don't care but the uh, these teams can't have free labor as they put it which to me uh, is is making more problems than if they didn't. Uh, I've, I haven't been one a proponent of going out there and letting these players have these contracts. It is difficult enough, in my opinion, as a student athlete to go out there and you know worry about number one, classes, number two, about the sport that you're playing. You don't want to go out there and have to worry about a third prong uh, of a commitments and taking up more of your time. So I, I tend to agree with the coaches on, on this and I think that there needs to be some changes. The Big Ten is about to have the most lucrative contract uh, TV deal ever. Are they going to do profit sharing? And that's the thing. If if they don't come to some agreement here, you know, you have people like you know Saban and uh, Fisher and others talking about what's going on. If they don't, then what's going to happen is that the next step is straight up revenue sharing. And then wait till you see the problems with all of that. You have these players like um, uh, the Pittsburgh star there, Addison, the wide receiver. He's transferring to USC. Now, USC, they have a lot of boosters out there, and they have a program where they're giving you know, people between $50,000 and $150,000 deals. And, um, you know, it's really going to get convoluted to the point where it's going to be a distraction to the collegiate players and to the sport that we all grew up loving. I I love college sports and uh, now it's turning more into a business instead of what it should be. These are amateur athletes. 
a question. Can they go to the Olympics? If you're getting paid by a, a booster or by a company that's uh, f- for you promoting their brand, are you able to go play in the Olympics now as a amateur athlete? I don't know. That, that's a question I need to look into, but probably not. I think it's a, um, uh, a rabbit hole that we're going down that we really don't want to be at this point. Should the players get something for expenses or for whatnot? I mean, if you want to... If you want to give them oh, something, if you're a D1 player and oh, X amount of dollars, a D2 player, X amount of whatever it might be, uh, something small, some stipend that they can go out there and, um, you know, whatever, go to dinner a couple times a month if you want. But no, I'm not for these deals at all. And I'm, I'm the minority because most of the people I talk to um, definitely are in favor. And I think it's going to hurt the game. And it's going to um, cause a lot more undue stress on these so-called student athletes. Would love to hear your comments. JimmyBSports.com, 877-448-7901. If you're watching the NBA playoffs, they're down to the final four teams. Two in the East, the Eastern Conference Finals are Miami and Boston. Uh, That series is a 1-1. Miami won the first game at home, and then Boston came back and really um, destroyed Boston in this, uh, destroyed Miami in the second game by 25 points, I believe. Um, when Boston's playing tough, Marcus Smart is a defensive player. He's a leader on that team. I know Jason Tatum is the, the all-star player, but um, uh, Marcus Smart's the one that brings the enthusiasm, and he really did a good job on Jimmy Butler on shutting them down. That series will probably go six, seven games as well. On the Western side, the Western Conference, you have the Dallas Mavericks playing the Golden State Warriors. Golden State won their first game. Um, here's what's going to happen in that series. If Dallas is hitting three-point shots, they could make it a series. Um taking it to maybe six or even seven games if uh, Dinwiddie and some people get hot. If not, then Doncic cannot carry that team by himself and Golden State will probably win that series in five games if uh, Dallas doesn't get some help for uh, Doncic out there. So that's the breakdown of the sports this week. Lots going on. If you want to uh, email or call regarding anything we talked about, whether it be the Rays, with the um, Baltimore Orioles this weekend, whether it be the Lightning back-to-back games Sunday and Monday, uh, whether it be the PGA. What's your take on Tiger and Phil? Love to hear from you. Again, thank you for joining me in the gymnasium. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have. As always, stay safe, stay vigilant, and above all, stay positive. We'll talk to you next week on the Jimmy B Sports Show.